comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted, made by Americans for Americans. I looked around, I turned around and made sure nobody's watching, and then I stole, I stole some kisses from a sweet little dish. It was pretty awesome. But it's not as exciting as you thought. I just mean I, I got some Hershey's Kishes out of a candy jar. <laughs> you know, you need... <laughs> Brad, when you... Uh, uh, you need to work on your storytelling. I mean, you were headed, I thought... <laughs> I know. I know. I sound like a ladies' man for a minute, and really, I'm just a chocolate fiend. <coughs> Brad, That's wait, I have is. a great ladies' man story. Oh, um, let's hear it. On the uh, quiet uh, storm. Okay. B- by the way, uh, half hour wasted. What episode is this, Brad? Probably uh, this will episode... be, be 463, I believe. We forgot to mention last... Yeah, it will be 463. We forgot to mention last time. In case okay. it sounded odd to you, uh, we are recording... In our own separate, we're in two different places, and we're recording our our own each individual track of audio, and then I will put them together through the magic of editing. Yeah, we we're didn't not, mention that last time. No, and we're not even on Skype; we're just on cell phones. Yeah, well, Skype is for suckers. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> and plus, uh, you know, it's uh, you get what you pay for with Skype. Let's just put it that way. We we're having yeah. some Skype issues right before we started, and Brad, you came up with the brilliant idea of uh, let's just yeah. do cell phones and record ourselves. Yeah. So we're okay. just recording our own. And Bill again is out and about. It looks like it'll just be you and me this episode. It's like old times, brother. Yeah, man, it is. It's kind of nice. It's kind of yeah. nice to get a word in edgewise. Uh, tell me about it, right? <laughs> You know, I've, I love Bill, and, but, and I've actually said this to his face, but when I need to tell Bill, talk to Bill about something, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose a text message instead of giving him a phone call. Cause, <laughs> cause, cause I'm, I'm a busy guy, man. I got stuff. I got, I got schedules, you know what I'm saying? So, right. Anyway. Hey, Brad, real aside, but have to do with Bill, um, Someone, a, a, a friend of all of ours named John Snickter, yeah. uh, he told me this story years ago where, um, you know, everyone was just starting to text and, you know, not doing so much phone calls or leaving voicemails, but doing texting. Well, um, but Bill would still do voicemails. This is according to John, John Snickter. Okay. And uh, John was just like, dude, why don't you just text people and bill said i don't know if i can say what i need to say in just 160 characters <laughs> and then yeah. uh because at the time at the time frank uh, at least on <laughs> on sprint 
your text messages were limited to 160 characters. Right. It was like, it and, was like Twitter. Right, exactly. And, um, well, then John uh, made the mistake, I guess, of going, oh, Bill, you can keep uh, typing, and then the text message will just kind of break up. So, oh, and Bill's like, oh, oh, really? So, oh, and Bill no. got excited, and... John, why did <laughs> you do that, John? Are you shaking your fist in the air when you say that how did you know that yes i was that's exactly what i was doing yeah. <sighs> I'd, i okay. find myself doing that a lot whenever i think about you i'll just raise my hand up in there and go <laughs> <"Rincon!"> <laughs> my love it helps mm. if your name is two syllables at least it does yeah you can't do it with bill's name Megana. it just doesn't roll off the tongue no it's odd yeah it's odd so this even is though, be a, even though we want to do it all the time, even though we want to go, McConaughey. Yeah. This is going to be a potpourri of sorts type of episode. Oh, you had mentioned uh, stealing a kiss. Oh wait, I didn't start the timer, Brad. Hold on, hold That's on, okay. people. That's well, okay. Well, it's ten o'clock. Okay. We're we're about five minutes in. Okay. Uh, so you had mentioned stealing a kiss. This actually happened to me earlier this week. So envision this. Uh, I work in a big office. There's, all, there's like 3,000 people in my building. Anyway, so there's a lot of people that I see sometimes, but not all the time. So it's close to lunchtime. Walking down the hall, walking by our cafeteria. It's a big cafeteria. Very attractive lady catches my eye. Ah. But, you know, that's not uncommon. Just, you know, walking, see a pretty woman. It's like, oh. As I'm walking by, she looks at me, smiles. And gives me a wink. A legitimate, like, hey, how you doing? Shut up. Well, I am walking by a pole at that point. I stop in my tracks and I go, whoa, I gotta, I gotta check out what this is all about. I take two steps back to get a better look of what's going on. I proceed to see her blinking rapidly trying to get something out of her eye. (laughs) But Brad, the timing of it was perfect because it really did look like she was like giving me a like, hey, handsome. And uh, of course, being a guy, I'm just like, hey, of course she's checking me out. (laughs) At that point, you should have just given her the finger guns and just kept on walking. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. Um, that's but funny. anyway, uh, yeah, and and uh, of course that made me feel kind of foolish, but it also made my day. It was funny, you know. She, uh, as far as I know, she doesn't know what happened, what I saw on my end, you know. But that's what I inferred when I saw it. Yeah. Um, well, we we like to think of we put our own spin on our own memories. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. Um, Speaking of your office. Do you still have the Starbucks in that building? Is it still there? Yes, it is. In fact, I was probably headed over there when uh, when this was happening because I do like my coffee. And Brad, uh, on the 29th of September, I know that was last week, but that was National Coffee Day where you're supposed to go out and, uh, and I guess, enjoy the virtues of coffee. And a lot of places were giving away free coffee. Did you get any free coffee yesterday? Well, first off... I thought National Coffee Day was every day. (laughs) I would agree with that sentiment. I love coffee. Uh, I did not know about National Coffee Day until it was over. And I purchased 
my own coffee on that day because I did not know that there were places giving away free coffee. Now, having said all that, if my coffee tastes like coffee, I'm not going to drink it. You know what I mean? I got to have flavor in my coffee. Gotcha. I got to have caramel or vanilla or maybe a little butter pecan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it tastes too much like coffee, I'm out. <laughs> so where my, are you on, on pumpkin spice latte? You know, I used to enjoy them, but the last couple of times I've had them, I've been like, this is just, it's too sweet for me. There's, it's Maybe they changed the flavor. Maybe it's just my own personal taste changing. Um, I've kind of changed my diet. I don't eat as much sugar. Um, so anything that's really, really sweet uh, really gets to me. Like I can't finish it. You know, like I don't drink sodas anymore um, mm-hmm. for, for many reasons. Chief among which is that they gave me kidney stones a long time ago, and that's mm. the most awful thing I've ever experienced. Oh, you're a Dr. Pepper King. Yeah, my run. first my first round of kidney stones were um, caused by drinking four or five Dr. Peppers a day for 15 years. Mm. So I caught the stone in a strainer, and they sent it away, and they analyzed it, and they said, yeah, that's a Dr. Pepper stone. So... <laughs> Was it shaped like a little can? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I cut down, and plus they're just not good for you. And but having said all that, once a, twice a year maybe if I'm just thirsty as I'll get out, and the only thing that's available is a is a soda, then I'll have a sip. But I can't finish one. So it's just the sugariness is gets to me, but. I have a little, you know, my coffee, it's got to have a little sugar, a little flavor in it. So I can't, I spend way too much money at Starbucks and I usually only get a caramel macchiato, sometimes hot, sometimes iced. And sometimes an extra shot. The first time I ever said, walked into a Starbucks and said, yes, I'd like a grande caramel macchiato. I felt like such a douchebag hipster. <laughs> but now it's part of my vocabulary. Yeah. You know, Starbucks Starbucks is great. Uh, there is a local coffee shop here in Dallas called White Rock Coffee. Uh, we have something called, we got a place called White Rock Lake uh, here. So it's named after that. Uh, I really do like their coffee. It's, uh, it's just smoother than Starbucks. But uh, I mean... If there's a Starbucks, I'm going to Starbucks. But if I had a choice, uh, I, I think I would always choose the White Rock just because it's, uh, it's smoother. Now, for a while, you were on um, you were you were on the Dunkin' Donuts kick coffee, and I still am. But uh, and there's several locations here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Unfortunately, they are all not within reasonable driving distance. So, like, if if we're going to be recording at Bill's house. I, I drive by two Dunkin' Donuts. That's perfect. But like when I'm going to work or when I'm grocery shopping and stuff, they're not they're not in my area. So it's pretty rare that I get to do Dunkin's. But I do like their coffee a lot. So good. Um, speaking of 
like weird names and things you got to say when you order coffee. Did you ever see the Paul Rudd movie called Role Models? No. There's a great, Elizabeth Banks is in it. And there's a great scene where they walk into, it might be a Starbucks. It might be just another coffee place. And I've found the transcript. Let me just read it. Okay. Because it's pretty funny. And it, you'll have to, if you go to YouTube and search Paul Rudd coffee, you'll find this clip from role models, but it's well worth watching. Let me just read this. It's because it's, it's, you know, the, my dad, when he goes to Starbucks, he says, give me a, a large coffee. And the lady says, you mean a venti? And he goes, is that the large one? Yes. Then that's the one I want. You know, so he won't <laughs> say grande. So anyways, this, this, uh, clip goes like this. They walk in and the barista says, good morning. Can I take your order? He goes, can I get a tall? She says, can I get a tall chai? And he says, and a large black coffee, a what? A large black coffee. Do you mean a venti? No, I mean a large. And Elizabeth Banks says, he means a venti. Yeah, the biggest one you've got. And she says, venti is large. And Paul says, no, venti is 20. Yeah, large <laughs> is large. In fact, tall is large. And grande is Spanish for large. Venti is the only one that doesn't mean large. It's also the only one that's Italian. Congratulations. You're stupid in three languages. <laughs> I always That's wondered. Awesome. Yeah, I always wondered why they did that whole tall, grande, venti thing. I mean, what's wrong with small, medium, and large? You know, the, they got to brand themselves. Uh, they got to be different. Yeah, I guess. But I, I do have a similar story where I uh, Starbucks were still just kind of new to our area, and uh, I had gravitated to them pretty pretty quickly. And uh, and there was an older guy in front of me and there were people making their orders. You know, I want a ching chong chung with, with the cream and whipped cream and, you know, and all that. And so the guy just walked up to the counter and he was an older guy and he goes, I, I just want a black coffee. <laughs> and <laughs> and the, uh, the barista, very nice. She goes, yes, sir. You know, and she gave him like a medium cup of black coffee. And she goes, that one's on the house. All you got to do is just ask for a medium co black coffee and we'll take care of you. And he was like, okay, thank you. Where's green? And he pointed to her and he went to go do it. And then I placed my order, which was also a drip. And then I joined him at the little island. And so he was taking a sip of his coffee and he was like, this is good coffee. <laughs> How old was this gentleman? Oh my gosh. Uh, senior. I'm going to put uh, 70s maybe. He was obviously yeah. frustrated. You know, he, he's, the, he's the type of guy that if you were to hand him, he still uses a flip bone. He, he, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, he's that guy. He's just like, I don't need any of that stuff. I just want. But uh, but I do applaud the barista for uh, just not making a big deal out of it and giving oh, yeah. him a free cup of coffee because uh, uh, just because he was obviously uh, new to the whole situation. That's just, you just, you know, that's a smart barista. You just got to know when to pick your battles in life. Yeah. And you may be the face of the company when you're, when you're serving up coffee to somebody from behind the counter, but there comes a point when you just got to quit going, you mean a grande and just <laughs> give the guy his medium cup of coffee. You know yeah. what I mean? Which, uh, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but if you go to Starbucks and ask for a puppuccino, uh, they'll give it to you. It's free, which is, it's just a cup of whipped cream. And NASA loves puppuccinos. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Do they make puppuccinos for adults? Uh, 
I'm sure if you were to ask it, they wouldn't put any, uh, they would not uh, investigate if you had a dog or not. <laughs> I'd walk Be in neat. and go, hey, my dog's in the trunk. Can I have a puppuccino? <laughs> <laughs> my dog is in Yeah. <laughs> it's but propped I... open with a two by four, but he could breathe, but I'm not letting him on my leather seats. <laughs> I mean, look at that car. I tell you, would you let a dog in that car? I don't think so. I'm actually drinking uh, some coffee right now with some caramel macchiato flavored creamer in it. Oh, here's a pro tip. So sometimes when I, you know, especially when it's pumpkin spice latte season, uh, right. I would just go and I'll get a drip, but I'll ask him to put pumpkin spice flavoring in it. And, uh, mm. and then you get that because it's really the flavoring I like uh, yeah. more than anything. So I'll get... So here's my typical order. Medium cup of coffee in a large cup with pumpkin spice. And then I top it off with cream because I like a lot of cream in it. Mm, okay. Cool. Pro tip. Uh, the, uh, the Starbucks app is way too convenient. I should probably delete it from my phone. <laughs> but I love, I tell you what, I don't remember the last time I walked in, waited in line and ordered a cup of coffee from Starbucks because what I do is I use the app I order it I walk in I don't have to talk to people if it's not ready I wait two minutes boom there it is on the mobile order shelf I take it and go yeah I love that option I applaud uh Starbucks for doing that I know it drives the baristas crazy because you can see them working a million miles uh, working a million miles an hour but uh yeah. that part of it is just lovely but you always run the run the risk of some Joe Schmo walking in going, ah, what kind of free coffees do they have sitting out today? <laughs> Ooh, a grande caramel macchiato. Yeah, my name's Brad. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll take two. Look at this one. Pumpkin spice. I'll take that one. Ooh, a venti ice water. I'm thirsty. I'll take that too. <laughs> oh, so I hope you guys love coffee as much as Brad and I do because, uh, yeah. It's a uh, it's pretty special. I already had my cup of coffee. Uh, you know, as much as I love coffee, Brad, I don't have a coffee maker at my house. Really, I have um, I have a I forget what brand it is, but it comes with either a K cup or another K cup like shape like insert that I can put mm -hmm. coffee grounds in. Oh yeah, okay. And so, like in the morning, I'll I'll make some coffee with the coffee grounds, and if I want a second one, instead of cleaning out the wet coffee grounds. I'll just throw a K-cup in to the other insert and have a second cup of coffee that way. Because uh, there's nothing worse than cleaning out wet coffee grounds from that filter. Oh, yeah. I, I had a Keurig for a while, too. A friend gave it to me, and uh, I used it for a few months, and I just didn't find it as convenient. Plus, I like a lot of coffee. I mean, I do 16 ounces. I do two 16-ounce cups of coffee a day. And so that only makes maybe eight ounces. So, uh, so it wasn't that terribly convenient for me. But you get, uh, if you ever you shop at Audi's, uh, um, Brad, they have K-cup cartridges there. Very inexpensive. Where? Uh, at Audi's or Aldi's. Oh, yeah. That place gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. You walk in, you see all this strange yet familiar looking things on the shelf like frank's cookies <laughs> you know i know 
Keebler and I know Oreos, but Frank's cookies? I, I'm not gonna try Frank's cookies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know what may freak you out? They don't pipe music into their stores. It's quiet in there, isn't it? Yeah. They uh, they kind of do that to kind of uh, rush the shopping experience. It's quiet. You feel like if you're just walking around, people are watching you because they don't have anything to listen to. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. definitely weird. But if you're saying their K-Cups are, are a good price, I might investigate. I might risk some personal uncomfortableness just to go get a good deal on K-Cups. Yeah, you know, uh, the only reason I go there is because they have this uh, simmering sauce. Uh, I like Indian food, uh, and they have a sauce there that I really, really like. And so I will go in there particularly just to, I'll buy like three jars of that and uh, just hold on to it. I don't get anything else there, but but uh, yeah, it is kind of a, um, it's a sad store. Yeah. It's a sad store to shop in. It really is. I mean, they have like, I... I like those those teddy grams, you know the little yeah. graham cracker shaped like teddy bears. Uh, yeah. Well, they've got like Aldi brand, and the bears just look sad. They look like they're de- <laughs> they they look like they're depressed. <laughs> so they're not so I, much bear shaped. They're kind of just a little off model. They're yeah. Um, it looks like. Somebody bent the cookie cutter mold and didn't bother to straighten it before they started smashing out a bunch of bears. <laughs> yeah. They're it like, yeah, close enough. It looks it looks bear-ish. Even the employees look like they know they're not good enough for Whole Foods. <laughs> this was the best I could get. My sincere apologies to all you Aldi fans out there. Mm. But, you know, you like what you like. Yeah, uh, I I do know some people who shop there exclusively, and uh, and you know more more power to them. It's just uh, I I have heard they have great great produce, but you know I don't buy enough produce to need to make a special trip to Aldi's for it. Yeah, same here. Well, uh, so you have a show you want to talk about? Did you see Iron Fist season two? No, how is it? I think it was great. I liked it. I liked the first season of Iron Fist, but I think season two was much better than the first season. Um, it was really, really good. And they, I don't know if you read a bunch of the um, Ed Brubaker, Matt Fraction run on Immortal Iron Fist. Uh, I did the the first trade. Yeah. Uh, but they took, they took a lot from that. And uh, there's a nice little tease for a third season of iron fist that is a direct pull from from that comic i won't go into any spoilers but i really liked it um all the people that were burnt out on the first season i would say give the second season a chance um, okay i like yeah i liked it a lot actually um and then quickly uh have you heard of this tv show it's Netflix. It's, it's called American Vandal. <laughs> I saw season one and loved it. Okay, yeah. Season one was great, but season two uh, came out a couple weeks ago, and I finished it. Frank, it's it tops season <laughs> one. Season one was pretty brilliant. Yeah. 
So those of you that don't know, it's a mockumentary on Netflix about season one is about uh, this thing. This vandalism happened at this high school and these two kids in the AV club started an investigation and basically put a documentary together and trying to figure out who committed this heinous crime. And season one, uh, its slogan was something I can't repeat. It was a hashtag slogan that I can't repeat on the show. Right. Basically, uh, one day at school, somebody drew spray painted a bunch of phallic symbols all over the teacher's car in their parking lot. And so that was the big crime. They were trying to figure out who did it. So they spent eight or 10 episodes trying to figure out who did it. And there's lots of twists and turns and you think it's one person and then you think it's the next person. It was very, very well done. Very well done. I loved it. Um, and it looked like a real documentary. Well, season two, go ahead. Yeah. They, uh, they never, break character with it like they never wink at the camera they never uh they treat it so seriously that that is the uh, the brilliance of it in fact brad i just want to remind you of a of a scene where they are talking about the um the incident that took place at the lake where uh, yes a guy <laughs> and so they do a computer animation of what yes. supposedly happened um, yes it is definitely um Let's just say the the attention to detail was astounding. <laughs> you guys got to check out American Vandal one. So yeah. American Vandal two, tell us about it. Season two. So something happened at another high school, and a girl from that high school had seen the first season of American Vandal on Netflix. So the conceit is this: the first season of American Vandal was like a YouTube show or a web show. Netflix saw it, contacted the kids, and said, we want to put your first season of American Vandal on Netflix. And you learn all this in the first episode of season two. And so the guy was saying, so when they put us on Netflix, they they improved some of the episodes by creating new computer animation, specifically referencing the one that you just mentioned, Frank. Really? Okay. Yeah, and they... They had a side-by-side uh, comparison, like of primitive graphics to the new <laughs> Netflix graphics. Yeah, and and they there was a static shot of the high school, which when since the show had been moved to Netflix, it got replaced by a drone shot. So it was a big thing. And this girl from this other school had seen season one on Netflix. Something happened at her school, and so she contacted the filmmakers. These two kids to come to her school, it was a Catholic high school, uh, to figure out um, who caused the brownout as it came to be known. So basically Mm -hmm. what happened is one day at school, somebody put something in the lemonade, put some laxatives in the lemonade. You come to find out it's laxatives one or two episodes in. So that's not a spoiler. Mm -hmm. And like 40 kids all pooped their pants at the same time in high school, in this Catholic high school. And so it became to known, be known as the brownout, which is actually clever. So they spend eight episodes trying to figure out who committed this crime. The person made themselves known via Instagram under the hash, under the Instagram handle, the turd burglar. 
<laughs> so, again, if you enjoyed season one, you're really going to enjoy season two. I think it it was just as, if not better, than uh, season one. It's yeah. it's funny, and the the fact that they take it seriously makes it it makes it work. So. That's why I applaud them because it would be so easy just to kind of look at the camera or just kind of go, yeah, we know this is dumb or, you know, this is all a joke. They never do it. Never. And so the idea that this series could continue again just by these two kids going to different schools and helping figure out who pulled these pranks is, is pretty, is pretty awesome. And I'm pretty happy about it. Good. So that is definitely on my list to see. Um, I only saw American Vandal probably about two months ago, uh, oh, but yeah? I heard great things about it, and uh, so I, uh, so eventually I got around to doing it. Uh, long story, but I had Netflix for a while. I canceled it because I realized one day uh, I had gone a month without not use it, without using it. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, I'll just cancel Netflix and I'll bring it back up when I want to. Well, when Disenchantment, the new uh, Matt Groening series, started up, I wanted to see that. So uh, I re-upped my subscription. I saw uh, Disenchantment, loved it, and then I caught up on a whole bunch of shows, including uh, American Vandal and other shows uh, on Netflix. And uh, and well, yeah, if you so st- if you still have it, you need to catch American Vandal season two. It's only eight episodes. Yeah, I, I've been watching Netflix pretty regularly, so I think you know once I reach that point to where I'm not watching, like I go a month without watching it, yeah, I'll cancel it and then I'll just re-up it again. And they just recently announced um, uh, season three of Daredevil is going to kick off oh, in good. October. It'll kick off in October. So I'm really looking forward to that. Wilson Fisk Kingpin is coming back for season three. Good. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. On, um, uh, on Netflix, I've been uh, I've been diving into the Great American Baking Show. Yeah. What's like, all that? I've seen it. You know how they suggest <laughs> I watch it or whatever. Yeah. What is uh, that it, about? Uh, it is a charming uh, reality show of people who bake, and it's a competition. And uh, there's very little drama in it. It's just about the people and baking. Uh, it's something you could watch with your uh, with your mother and father, and uh, and just enjoy. Uh, very little stress, very little drama, but it's fun. Uh, so it, especially it has if you more like of baking. A- it has more of a feel-good vibe to it than anything Gordon Ramsay's been a part of. Oh my god, goodness! Yeah, it would be anti-Gordon Ramsay. Okay, uh, there's no yelling. There, there's, uh, uh, you know, the the one charming thing about the show is that the contestants a lot of times will help each other out, even though it's a competition. Um, That's cool. That's yeah, a feel-good uh, show. It is a feel-good show, and uh, you know, if if you're just kind of wanting to get away from uh, from a bad day at work and just just want to relax, I would say try it. It's an hour. And there there are several several seasons on it. Uh, it's delightful. That's the best way to describe it. It is delightful, and uh, and you know, if if your grandma wants is there, you and your grandma can watch it, and uh, you don't have to worry about uh, about anything embarrassing happening. Right. <laughs> Is it a competition show? Yeah, it is a competition. Uh, the one thing they do uh, do that I really like is so at the end of the competition, there are three people. You know, they start I think with maybe ten people, whittle it down to 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 three, and then they award a winner, but they do not award a second or a third place. 
which I think is kind of nice. So, uh, so those the two other people, they never know if they came in second or third, but uh, they just have a winner, and uh, and that's that's really nice. And the <laughs> judges who judge the um, the bakes, um, you know, they give them these challenges. Like they'll they'll you know these guys know how to bake. They know all the ins and outs of baking, and so they'll they'll say, hey, you have to make this type of thing, but using this type of dough and using this type of yeast. You have two hours bake. And so the bakers have to kind of struggle with that because, you know, baking's really, you know, part cooking, but also part science too, you know. And that's the uh, that's the interesting part of it. So it's a delightful show. Uh, you know, gather the family around the TV and and give it give it a watch. Okay. Cool. Well, if I have absolutely nothing else to watch, I'll put that on my list. <laughs> yeah. My list of shows to watch grows every day, much like my to-read pile of novels and trade paperbacks. What are you reading right now? Uh, I just finished a book, but you, you tell me what you're reading. Um, <clears throat> what did I finish recently? Oh, I think the last novel I read was a prequel novel to the last Predator movie. Mm-hmm. It was pretty pointless, but I'll read anything that says Predator on it. Um, before that, gosh, what? Oh, I read um the new Stephen King book, uh, The Outsider. Okay. And that that was actually the very first Stephen King book I've ever read, not counting the short story, The Running Man, that he wrote under the name Richard Bachman. I read that one. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, but the story, The Outsider, was pretty good. You know, I'm not a scary, mess-with-your-mind type of fan as far as stories and movies like that, but this one was more of a kind of a mystery whodunit with a little sci-fi horror twist. So that was... That was interesting. Um, and then I've got a few more books, some Star Wars books, and on my to-read pile, um, uh, there's a Foo Fighters a biography that I haven't read yet that's on my... Say that again? A Foo Fighters biography. Oh, okay. And the new Dan Brown book, Origin, it's in paperback now, and I haven't read that one yet. So I've got I've got a handful of books to read. Okay. Um, let's see. I just finished uh, a book uh, by uh, author named Connie Willis called "To Say Nothing of the Dog," and it's a time traveling book. And uh, it was I was looking for something fun, you know. If I had to, if I had to describe the genre of of uh, books I like to read, it's funny sci-fi. That's pretty specific, I realize, but uh, you know, I did the search on it, and this came up, and I have to say, it's pretty funny. It it takes place, of course, in the future, and um, and this woman, um, she's trying to rebuild a church that was destroyed during World War II, and she needs one item, something called a bird stump, which is essentially just a small statue of a couple feet high, but uh, they just can't seem to find it, and so they keep sending people back in time to look for this thing. Well, um, the, the they end up going back to Victorian England, uh, and um, 
craziness ensues and they mess up the timeline and it's these two people desperately trying to put the timeline back into place and just a lot of confusion about like how actions have consequences but certain actions only have certain consequences and uh in, in the end everything of course works out but uh but it's it's a mishmash of layers of just like um you know people who think they're doing the right thing but they're actually making things worse and vice versa and uh, it was it turned out to be a lot of fun but the last chapter where they kind of explain how everything worked out uh, mess with my <laughs> mess with my brain a little bit because while everything they were saying made logical sense, uh, you know it's time travel and and uh, and sometimes those things just kind of I think they they have a lot of liberties with what they're doing. Sure, sometimes, but uh, but I can definitely recommend it to say nothing of the dog and uh, it is funny. Okay, I'm gonna actually write that down to say mm-hmm. nothing of the dog. By Connie Willis, and she uh, she's a pretty established uh, a writer too. She has several books under her her name. This just kind of came up when I was looking for humorous science fiction. That's cool. <clears throat> well, we're around thirty minutes. Maybe we should wrap up. Sounds good. Okay. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get the three of us in the studio again pretty soon. I've got uh, next weekend. I'm, I'll be out of town. And hopefully, like I said, we can um, coordinate some time for the three of us. I don't know Bill's weekend schedule. Yeah, you know, Bill, uh, working these football games during the fall, it's always a little bit of a challenge for us. But, uh, I mean, just like the last two episodes, we'll make it work. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got the boilerplate up if you're ready. Yeah, do it. You've been listening to a Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us or any of the HHWLOD pot, uh, shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And until next week, I'm Brad. I'm Frank. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. Thank you, Limp Biscuit. <laughs>